Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snedden. Uh, no, no book this week. Rob and I completely exhausted ourselves reading um, two books in a <laughs> row. Which I don't remember the last time that happened. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, this week we've got, uh, yeah. we've got nothing. We've got a few topics, but it, it, it's a little anemic uh, topic-wise. So either we're going to have the shortest episode ever. Rob, do you remember just off the top of your head what that length of time is for our shortest episode? I believe it's around 23 minutes. I think it's, uh, ooh, I could probably even tell you the episode number. I want to say it's episode 23 or 24. And while you're talking, I'm going to go research that. Well, we're going to see if we can pull more than 24 minutes out of this episode. Uh, That does mean (laughs) that I will be reading entire articles from websites in order to (laughs) fill that space. Um, as well as Rob recounting weird things from his childhood like he does every every now and then. So that, that's what you have to look forward to as we get to 25 whole minutes this episode. Excellent. Uh, Rob, how was your Thanksgiving? Um, Thanksgiving was pretty low-key. Spent some time with my family. Um, my uncle lives nearby. Actually, everybody lives nearby except for I have an aunt and uncle in D.C. So everybody got together for, for dinner and... Um, that's about it. I I did not. I chose not to um, line up for beer this year, like I did last year. I don't know if you remember. Oh, I remember. Um, <laughs> like five in the morning, the weirdest Black Friday shopping ever. I remember. Um. Yeah. So I did not do that, and still got some of that beer anyway. Um. By just kind of cavalierly wandering into a store after I got off work at like seven o'clock, <laughs> and um. They had plenty of it, so I was like, "Yeah, hook me up, bro." I um, yeah, I I felt that way about. Oh, I don't know if I, I guess nobody that is listening would, would know. I, I bought gifts. I bought Google Home Minis for um for some people in my family, um who probably aren't listening. So hopefully aren't listening, so they'll still be surprised. But I, <laughs> this is this is what happened. <laughs> I thought this deal was so good, and I knew they were everywhere. But I was like, "Oh my god!" At thirty bucks. Plus a $10 in-store gift card, no matter where you got it from. These things are going to be flying off the shelves, right? So I'm trying like like crazy at like 12.15 uh, Thanksgiving Eve to make a purchase on Best Buy's website, which is essentially non-functional. I couldn't even log in. Like I'd, I'd hit the login <laughs> button and it would just spin and spin mm-hmm. for like three, four minutes. Then it would kick me out and I'd try again. Same thing. So then I go, all right, screw it. I'm going to sleep. I'll, I'll, hopefully these will still be available in the morning. I wake up at like 3.30 in the morning. And my first thought is I have to place this order, right? So I, I go ahead and I, I place an order. <laughs> and I, I move on with my day. I do very little other shopping online. Like I look at a lot of stuff, but nothing's really stuff I need or want, or it's not really a great value. So I, I kind of don't do anything else from a shopping standpoint. Friday night. So now... What is that? I don't know. A bunch of hours later, 36 hours later, I wind up going to um, Target to pick up something that I did an in-store pickup order for. And I go, ah, hell, I'll, I'll pop into to Best Buy. Just kind of see what's going on around there. Again, I already know I kind of don't want anything, but I was maybe thinking about a new set of gaming headphones if there was like a great deal or something. I walk in there and there are Google Minis and Google Home units stacked almost to the goddamn ceiling. <laughs> like somebody at Best Buy got fired for their purchasing decision to um to buy these units. So at any rate, I guess that's kind of like your, you know, instead of waiting in line, you went, you know, after work and just wandered in and there it was. I had kind of the same yeah. experience on uh, on Black Friday this year. 
yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy that's lining up. It's just not worth my time. And I still got basically what I wanted anyway. Um, by the way, a little update. It was episode 28. You were, you were pretty our close. Podcast. And was it 23 minutes? Was that accurate? Um, I don't know if I can see the duration. Hang on. I wasn't ready for that follow-up. It's It should be pretty obvious. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that follow-up. 23 minutes exactly. All right. So uh, I think we only got about 18 minutes to go to top that one. Yeah, I had very low-key <laughs> low Thanksgiving, too, which is just the way I like my holidays. So I am not a, you know this, I'm, I'm not a huge, like, big crowd social kind of guy. I like it. Very few people. Very quiet. Um, watch a lot of The Punisher. On Netflix, almost done with that series now, but watched several episodes of that on Thanksgiving, so that was a lot of fun. Are you are you watching The Punisher? No, um, I am so I'm really tired of um, of comic book stuff in general, and I just can't I can't muster. So I know that John, this is the John Bernthal Punisher, right? Yes, and, it, and his character was introduced in the second season of Daredevil, Correct. right? Yes. I didn't watch the second season of Daredevil. I didn't watch any of that Jessica Biel bullshit or whatever it was. Um, or the guy that the guy that punches people. All right, so you do know Jessica Biel is a is a, a musician, not a very good one. Who who am I talking about then? Jessica Jones. There it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jessica Biel is a terrible musician. Okay. I mean, so people um, well, might choose to disagree with me on that, but I'm pretty sure that she's a musician, <laughs> maybe. But they will agree oh, on the terrible. Actress. Never mind. She's totally not a uh. musician. Um, she's married to Justin so Click. And she did begin her right. career as a vocalist. So there you go. Oh, well, you were right ish. Um, I, I didn't. Okay. So Jessica Jones didn't watch that. Um, there was a guy that Iron Fist, Correct. right? Yes, Iron Fist. And then there was did, Luke Cage. Didn't, Luke Cage didn't watch that in either any of those. So here's here's what I will say of uh, all of those Netflix Marvel shows. I honestly think you'd like Jessica Jones. Uh, season two of Daredevil was okay, but I think the best thing about it was The Punisher. Now, let me give you a little backstory. Uh, circa 1986, a very young and, and handsome, precocious Livius uh, <laughs> wandered into a comic book store and, and picked up what was the first in a limited series that would launch the Punisher comic book series. And for, you know, I don't know, two or three years, absolutely hooked, loved, adored the Punisher. So this is very nostalgic for me to watch. And I'm like little kid giddy in uh, in parts of it. So I'm really enjoying it. I have two episodes left. Yeah. I will get those done uh, this week. Probably not reporting back on how I feel about it. Here's how I feel about the Punisher series. Love it. I like that you had to mention that this young Livius was handsome and precocious. I mean, I know that people probably understand that already. <laughs> But I was envisioning myself walking into that comic book store and, and buying that. So a comic book store, by the way, right across the street from the Admiral Theater. Oh, I think we've talked yeah, about this comic book weird, store yeah, before. Comic book store right by a porn store. Yeah. At any rate. Um, yeah. So that's kind of uh, that's kind of where I'm at. That's uh, kind of my Thanksgiving in a nutshell. And then, of course, I work retail. So Black Friday, Black Saturday today. I don't know. Cyber Sunday, whatever it's called. I've been working working a lot yeah i um i like the low key i, I want to say that you did post up a very low key tea party that you were or no i'm sorry you didn't post it up but it was posted a video of you having a very low key tea party with um uh the grandbaby yep. yep 
highlight so, highlight of my uh, Thanksgiving weekend right there. I love that in true Livius form though. Like I'm watching this video and I'm like, all right, this is adorable. This doesn't look like the Livius that I know. And um, you you make it a point to say that it's a great tea party, but then you say it's the second best tea party that you've ever gone to. <laughs> and I was like, oh, are you shitting on this tea party? <laughs> this is a poor little girl. She's, she's getting like. Uh, you know, yeah, I uh, what is it called? Right, so, in case anybody's wondering what kind of monster I am, um, we had a tea party the previous <laughs> weekend with the exact same attendees, and it was far more lively. I think, I think that our little hostess, um, may be just not as interested in tea parties as she was at, at, at the first one that we had. She's yeah. burned out on tea parties already, yeah. So, it was really like I got through one cookie and then we were back to watching Paw Patrol. Oh, I watch Paw Patrol. Is that do you, have you ever seen Paw Patrol? No, no, never, I don't even know what Paw Patrol. I'm assuming it's a children's show, right? So let me explain to you the premise of Paw Patrol. Um, Paw Patrol Great. takes place in a, t- in a in a in a fictional town uh, whose name eludes me at this point, um, but essentially they have no emergency services. Um, so there's there's no police and there's no wait. So it's like a libertarian puppy town. Yeah, or I mean, I I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they have, there's only like six along people. with your whole tea party thing. Yeah. There's only, very nice. Very nice. political here. I'm teaching this child very young the, the, ways, <laughs> the, the right ways of the world. Um, because there's only like six or eight people that live in this town, apparently. And every time one of them has an emergency. Now, an emergency could be that the mayor's chicken, Chicoletta, is like stuck in a tree. Uh, all the way to like there's sure. an impending avalanche. Um, that they never see is going to kill the person who's trapped directly below it. But we know, we know the implications there, right? We know nothing good is going to ha- come out of that. They call Ryder, who is a, I don't know, 12, 13 year old boy uh, who has a lot of technology at his disposal and six dogs um, that, uh, that, that can, that can, you know, help. So um, I'll, I'll go through the list for you. <laughs> There's a, this this was completely not planned. Everyone knows I'm doing this all off the top of my head. There's a Chase, Marshall, Sky, Zuma, Rubble, and Rocky, and each one of them has a like specialty. So Chase is kind of like a police dog. So he has a vehicle that is kind of suited for that. Rubble is like a construction pup. So he has this little like like um what's that called like a bulldozer type vehicle that he can use. Sky has a little helicopter that she flies around in. You see where I'm going with this? Rocky is the, uh, he uses things that are recycled. For, yeah. For, Rocky's a boxer. No, he's not a boxer. I don't know if any of them are actual breed. I guess they probably are breeds. Yeah. Cause Marshall's a Dalmatian and he's the, he's you didn't the, get, you didn't get my, Oh, Rocky's a boxer. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I'm sorry. So anyway, I've watched, <laughs> I don't know, a lot of episodes of this and, uh, it's just really concerning that in this town, A, that the mayor is so inept. She's constantly in trouble and can't keep track of her chicken, Chicoletta, who's constantly getting <laughs> I'm telling I mean, you. Maybe it sounds like the, the chicken might be just a pain in the ass chicken. Yeah, no, the mayor's pretty, pretty hopeless, too. So I, I don't think she's going to yeah. get reelected for a second term. Mayor Goodwin. Yeah, she's definitely not going to. At any rate. Um, so I'm very. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, I'm watching this with, with a kid who's almost three. 
and I am far more vested in the storylines because <laughs> at one point, so Sky is is um, one of two of the uh, female pups. Um, the other one, Everest, uh, only appears on on episodes where there's snow. So um, mm, yeah. I kind of got the feeling that there was a like a like a weird look between two cartoon pups. So I had to look up, and I am not the only person that thinks that there is a love <laughs> affair blooming between. Um, uh, Chase and and Sky. So, any rate, I, I'm yeah, I, I've got a lot more into this than the kid does. What's it called? Pup Patrol. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Yeah. There's like a little Paw Patrol like fan fiction going on. Uh, I, no, I, you know, what, I was afraid. Afraid. I was afraid to. to I didn't want it. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to taint. I don't want to taint the canon no. of the pups. But any rate, yeah, that's Paw Patrol, man. I've got the theme song. Paw Patrol. Right now I'm fighting like not to sing it on the <laughs> podcast. It's terrible. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. All right. Well, good. Um, I Yeah, my my weekend has been very low key. I, I didn't work this weekend, so I've just been sleeping a lot. And um, I had kind of like a second um, Thanksgiving with my, my mom and my brother yesterday. So hung out at their house. Hung out with uh, my niece, who's two and a half years old. Didn't watch Paw Patrol. Um, instead, we watched uh, a football game, which she didn't seem very I was interested say, like, in. Kids into football? That's kind of weird. Yeah, I know. Um, my my cousin uh, goes to the local high school here, and he was in the state championships, so we were watching that game. Oh, that's so kind of very cool. like nice. Yeah, it was like a very family. Like I did the most family thing I've done in a long time is hang out with my family and watch my cousin play football on TV. Interesting. So did you learn a little bit about football? Um, I learned that high school football doesn't work the same way as, as like the pros hmm. in as much as like, so this game went into overtime. Okay. And um, I assume that there's just like either it's one of the, I assumed, I don't even know what the rules are for normal football, but I assumed it was like whichever team scores first, that's the winner or maybe they do an entire another quarter and then you know that's it no this is so weird i don't know if you know much about do you know much about high school football uh, nothing but i do believe that your initial instinct was right the first team to score in overtime wins i, I do think that's yeah. right for professional football so not the case in high school the way it works is um when you go into overtime in high school football at least in this championship thing i don't know if this is like you know nationwide or whatever um, each team gets four downs, you know, and they're, they start at the 10 yard line in their favor. If that makes sense. Like they're 10 yards away from a touchdown. Oh, okay. And each team gets their four downs and whichever team walks away with the higher score wins. So like, basically the, each team has the opportunity to get a touchdown or whatever. And, what I learned watching my cousin's team lose the championship <laughs> was, and I don't know anything about football, but like the first down, they, they did a, they threw it, they threw the ball. And I'm thinking, all right, that's, you know, it's the first down you can, you can afford to burn it down, whatever. Second down, they threw again, third, they threw again and fourth, they threw again. And I was like, can you fucking run it once? You got 10 yards to go. What, you know, like if the throwing's not working two or three downs in, maybe try running it a little bit. They lost. Oh, I'm not, I, I know how football works a little bit too. And yeah, I would think you're right. 
Um, but I don't know, maybe that qualifies you to be a high school football coach. Maybe you should, uh, maybe you should get your resume together. You like watched. I, yeah. I know people that work at that school. I understand the rules for high school football over time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As of three days ago, I would have thought this through. I would have had a football quiz for you to see how much you know about football, but I don't know how much I can do off the top of my head. Okay. okay, Let's try this. Um, all right. So uh, in a, on a football field, how many end zones are there? Two. How much is a touchdown worth? Six points. All right. How much is the how much is a field goal <laughs> worth? I was gonna ask how much is the extra point for a touchdown. And I might have been telegraphing the answer a little bit. How much is a field goal worth? Three points. All right. So you, you've got some stuff. You know some things. I was I was waiting for you to ask how much a two point conversion was worth. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what yeah. is a two point conversion. Oh, that's when instead of you fake a field goal and you 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 get another touchdown essentially. Yeah. Right? After the touchdown, so yeah. You, like you, yeah. you so, get an extra little two point yeah, touchdown. You're pretty knowledgeable, man. I will well, tell you that in whatever city you live in when you're listening to this, Rob is probably more knowledgeable than a lot of the people who buy a jersey when their team is like going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? Because in Chicago, it happens every few years, not necessarily for football, but all of a sudden, there are a lot more Sox fans one oh, yeah, year than yeah. you ever remember seeing. Yeah, so you've got some knowledge. All right, good, 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 and, good quiz. Good yeah. off the off the cuff quiz there. And, nice. uh, just want to I'm say I'm sorry that your cousin is uh, is not a uh, state champion. You said right, state championship. Yeah. Well, he's always a winner to me. Aw, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about something else. All right. Uh, if anybody's still listening, uh, here's the uh, the countdown timer. I don't know because we started. We're, we're at about 16 minutes now, so not long to go until we yeah. call this in. Just a few more minutes. Rob sent me a link, and, and I guess we should make this an <laughs> annual thing because now that I think about this, we talked about this uh, last year too. The um, Nothing in the rulebook.com posted their bad sex in fiction extracts from the 2017 shortlist. Do you remember talking about this last year? Not really. Um, we read some passages, and one of them was from The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, that's right. Or from The Handmaiden. Yeah. Maybe it was from The Handmaiden. I don't remember. But yeah, we, we did we did read. I remember because I had to read some of these terrible passages from, from these uh, books. So. Uh, the fine folks at this website um, culled together um, a list of some of the uh, bad sex in fiction. So writing that they feel was done poorly when uh, giving examples or describing um, sex acts. Uh, I don't know, Rob, what do you want to do? You want to like like roll through a couple of these, um, you know, kind of back and forth? Or how do you want to handle this? Yeah. All right. I will. And yeah, we'll just yeah go back and forth. I will. Uh, I will take this first one. <laughs> Um, this is from, uh, Laurent Binet, um, from her book, the seventh function of, of language. Like, Laurent is a woman probably, right? I'm, I'm, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to just agree with you. We have to have our research team get us better notes. He tips her back and lays her on the dissecting table. She takes off her skirt, spreads her legs and tells him, fuck me like a machine. <laughs> And while her breasts spill out, Simon begins to flow into her assemblage. This can't be written by a woman. I, can you Google Lauren to Binet while I'm doing this? 
I'm on it. I'm on it. His tongue machine slides inside her like a coin in the slot, and Bianca's mouth, which also has multiple uses, expels air like a bellows. A powerful rhythmic breathing whose echo C C reverberates in the pulsing blood in Simon's cock. God damn it. I'm not even gonna go any further on this one. I would have to say. It's a it's a dude. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no way a woman um use the term her assemblage for um for uh I don't know. I, I was gonna say for something, but I would just fall right in line with Laurent in saying something dumb, so in her junk. So it was rough. That book, by the way, on Amazon has twenty two customer reviews and a four star rating. Wow. Is it called, wait, it's called what? The Seventh, the seventh Function, of, function language? of Language. Yeah, oh, but right. see, okay, so this is kind of interesting. All right, hold on. It's a translation. So I wonder how mm. much of that has to do with poor translation, or, or I don't want to say poor translation. Someone translating it a little more literally, like maybe in, I'm going to assume French based on the guy's name. In France, um, that fuck me like a machine sounds a lot sexier than it does here. And assemblage, <laughs> whatever that translates to as a common yeah. phrase for, you know, a woman's junk. I don't know. Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. So maybe some hacky translation? I I mean, that's possible. It, it does. I mean, so, so how do you do that, right? You're translating something and you can kind of go really literal. Um, yeah. Or you could say, all right, well, I, I get the idea of what's happening, so I'll, I'll phrase it a little more eloquently than it is here. So I, I don't know. That one, we're going to have to... Let's put a pin in that one, because I don't know if that's quite right that that one yeah, suffers. There's definitely more to come. So here's um, an excerpt from The Destroyers by Christopher Bolin. Do me a favor, she says as she turns. She covers her breasts with her swimsuit. The rest of her remains so delectably exposed. The skin along her arms and shoulders are different shades of tan, like water stains in a bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) That's getting me going, so I'm wiping the sweat off my forehead right now. Her face and vagina are competing for my attention, so I glance down at the billiard rack of my penis and testicles. (laughs) Let's... What? What is... What does that mean? <laughs> Let's not tell Charlie and Sonny about us. Let's leave them out of it. You know how this kind of thing could become a telenovela for everyone else. Oh, man. Um, so I-, I want you to Google Christopher Bolin. <laughs> and you know how on Google, uh, they'll pull up pictures of like actors or something on the right-hand side? Yeah. Christopher Bolin, if you're listening, I apologize. But that picture, that just <laughs> looks like a guy that would write the billiard rack of my penis and testicles. Hang on, I'm going. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to note, he was born in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's unlikely this is a translation. I do believe that English is his native language. Uh, so he's got no nobody to no, no. blame. No defense here. Uh, he has uh, 34 customer reviews on Amazon for this book, which is 3.4 stars. I'm going to go ahead and just take a gander at this uh, one, couple of these one-star reviews here. Uh, book was too long. That's the title, or too long is the title. Too long and not enough action. <laughs> you didn't read that excerpt. Did one of the worst <laughs> written books I've ever read. Sample quotes from this masterpiece. Her breasts were wobbly teapots with long, impractical stems. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hold on. How did this not get into this thing? And this winter, Raina tugged off her bikini top, her breasts two fried eggs, runny with grease. Oh, God, that's and According awful. to this review, at least, this was published a, 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 in a hardcover from HarperCollins. See, it says, did anyone at HarperCollins uh, actually read this book before they published it? Come on, this has to be a joke. I'm guessing the answer is no. And how did we not get it sent to us? I, I, I don't I don't know. It's Oh, this is... This is kind of, this is kind of, <laughs> so there, uh, Kay Hardwick's review, the worst with an exclamation point after says, do not buy this book. Constant conversations, mostly saying, where is Charlie? I skimmed after 70% just to see if Charlie is finally found. <laughs> I guess he created that, uh, he created enough of an interest for you to keep looking. So, oh, the billiard wow. rack of my penis and testicles. I don't know. <clears throat> Let's let's do another one. We're gonna have to reach out to Christopher Bolin and see what he means by that. <laughs> let's uh, let's do another one. This is from Mother of Darkness by Venetia Welby. They lie beneath molten sunrise, head nestled in inner elbow, mold, muscle, mingling flesh with flesh, one body, soul within soul. The green grass curls around Tara's left breast as she curves her sleek physique around Maddie's diabolical torso like a vine. Paralyzed, <laughs> complete. The marble statue of the lovers allow its, allows itself to be painted by Dawn's lurid orange spillage. <laughs> Shards of innocent, they lie in the sweet, sweaty chill of the morning light. Darkened by the sun and dust, Yang curls round S-curved yin. A perfect fit. Holy, I don't know. Let's see, what, uh, let's see what reviewers on Amazon are saying about that. <laughs> Mother of Darkness, uh, Amazon.co.uk, 15, oh, hold on, 15 customer reviews, five stars, all of them. Uh, no, one four star, but it's still average because it's 4.8. Uh, let's see, the four star says it's lyrical, rich, wonderful, and revolting. Hmm. Interesting. All right. All right yeah, I'll go with that. All right. So how about... <clears throat> As a God Might Be by Neil mm -hmm. Griffiths. Um, here's a little, little bit from that book. The kiss was an order and a disguise. She pushed her hand into his jeans and felt for his cock. She was experienced enough to prepare for disappointment. Her tongue sought out his tongue and whipped around it, teasing it out. There was the taste of whiskey, the fresh basil from his salad. <laughs> Both knew... <laughs> Both knew that from where they were standing, getting to bed would be awkward. He still had his boots on. <sighs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about any of this. Yeah, I um, that I mean, I'm willing to just move right past yeah, that one I, because all I remember is basil from that. Uh, any rate, I think we're going to leave the, the last few um, for you guys to read that you can find um, over at Nothing in the Rule Book, or you could probably find it by Googling Bad Sex in Fiction. Um, are we are we at our right required time not have the shortest episode ever yet? Yeah, I think so. I think we passed it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys, you guys are getting bonus yeah. content now as we've moved past the 26 minute mark. You know, I wonder how much thought goes into 
like right when they write some of those scenes and, and maybe maybe some writers can help us out with some information so i think to myself there are probably like really pivotal scenes like like people probably obsess over like the first paragraph or the last couple pages where they look at it over and over again mm-hmm. but how many of those are just written kind of in a in a quick you know where you don't give a lot of thought to them it, it would be clear to me that none of those were given a lot of thought but i, I maybe that's just or, or like way too much thought or way too much thought yeah. that yeah that that one from uh, Mother of Darkness that was that was a lot of thought put into that Sp- orange I, I spillage orange spillage yeah. <laughs> sounds terrible it, that sounds yeah. like something would be sticky to clean up yeah I don't want any orange spillage near my sex scene I don't I don't <clears throat> well I will say that I've never written a sex scene that I at least not that I remember um so I can't you know I'm an outsider looking into this this process but um. I don't know. I think this is, this is like might be territory where people just allow themselves to go overboard instead of just like, you know, making it, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like this is one of those traps where it's like, Oh, I have to write the sex scene super sexy. And then like, like you were saying, maybe these people don't really, I don't know if you ever said this, but like maybe these people don't know a lot about sex. (laughs) Like (laughs) that could definitely be a thing. Um, that guy has apparently never seen a penis and, and testicles, the billiard rack, or maybe or maybe, some... maybe he never saw a billiard rack. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I was gonna say maybe he has some some physical uh, anomalies. Because I'm imagining like how many balls are in billiards? There's way more. <laughs> there's more than two. <laughs> there's like fifteen, right? <laughs> Picturing something just so terrible, right? <laughs> talk about it. It's gonna be hard to find pants that fit you properly. Yeah, Bree's like, you got a billiard rag down there, dude. Like those, uh, those old school, like, uh, like MC Hammer slash like vanilla ice pants. You remember the ones where like the crotch came down extra foot? Maybe that's what was happening there. Oh Maybe, man, I don't know. <clears throat> Speaking of, yeah, I have a little story. So. I decided recently I needed to, so I, I bought a couple of new pairs of jeans and um, I saw, first of all, do you know about this like flex? Have we talked about the flexi denim thing that's going on? And I mean, are you talking about like that women wear? No, like. Where they look like jeans, but they're really like some <laughs> kind of stretchy material? No, like people make, they, like the jeans manufacturer. All right. So I, I buy all my jeans at Old Navy because I'm cheap and it's nice and easy. And they have, I don't know what's called active flex or something, but like the denim is stretchy and I'm assuming it's so you don't split your pants or like, so you can just do like lots of kicks or whatever. I don't know. But, um, I've, I've become obsessed with like the fact that my denim can stretch. And so I I went and I was like, I got to get some jeans. I want to try out this flexy thing. And I saw a style that they had and I think it was called like athletic or something. And the idea is um, it's a little bit more room in the thigh uh, and, and, you know, on the top part, um, but it t- it's a tapered leg. And I was thinking, OK, so I don't want to look like like Mr. Homeless Baggy Jeans guy. So this sounds right. Like I'm a big guy. I've got pretty big legs and everything, but I want to taper down there. So I'm thinking this sounds exactly perfect for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a. I'm not a dressing room guy. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> or 
I'm dying skinny jeans. I think it's I'm gonna get. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna go home, and it just better work out. So I buy two pair, and the first pair I you know I try on and I like, but it feels pretty tight around my calf muscles, and I have very big calf muscles again, big dude, um, and and you know relaxed up on top, and I'm like, all right, this is fine. Then I try on the other pair, and I swear. It feels like there's like a, like ta- like my my from the knee down is like strict constricted like it's really snug, but from the knee up it feels like hammer pants like it just feels like there's like it's just so much free space. I don't know. It was uh, I immediately imagined myself in actual hammer pants because of all the <laughs> extra room I had going on up up on top. So See, I picture you in the '90s wearing those, like, really. What were these? Was it JNCO? Jinkos. Yes, you had those, didn't you? I I never wore that brand, but I wore those style of pants that were just like massive, like top to I bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I'm sure I can scare scare up some photos. Um, yes, I did wear those, but knowing, and it's actually probably one of the most tragic things in the world that that like is no longer. Um, in style and hasn't been for like decades because that was like my favorite jeans ever. Were like that. Set your thoughts and prayers for the most tragic <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything else less tragic. Um, but yeah, they definitely that athletic style from Old Navy. If you if you don't, if you're not careful enough, you could it base it's basically like buying hammer pants. I um I. I didn't know. I, I honestly knew that that there are jeans for women that are made that are made to look like denim, but they're not. So essentially, they're I don't want to say they're yoga pants, you know, but they're like thicker right. material, like leggings. Yeah, they're yeah, but they're they look like they're yeah. denim. So that you, you're thinking someone's wearing just like a really tight pair of jeans, but they're wearing like a you know spandexy stretch pant kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is what I was picturing you buy. <laughs> I thought I'm not, I don't want to judge, but I'm not sure if that's the right fashion choice for you, Rob. I mean, I don't... <laughs> You're going to get some orange spillage if you keep that up. <laughs> um, I didn't know that was a thing. I, um, you know, I, I usually go into Kohl's to buy my, my jeans and, you know, and I have like a couple pairs of Levi's and then probably like a couple pairs of like whatever their like house brand of denim is. And I usually just get whatever straight leg kind of I'm a little old school with my jeans. I do like them a little faded or whatever, you know, like, but not, you know, nothing fancy. Yeah. So you've never even heard of this at all. No, no. I'm pretty sure that they don't carry them at Kohl's, but next time I'm in there, I will, I will take a look. So I feel like I, I'm going to, I'm going, I'm on the old Navy website right now. This is what all the book listeners want to want us to do. Listen, we Let's told them we only had like 21 minutes jeans. of content. If they're still sticking around, that's on them, not on us. Yeah, so built-in flex is what is what they're calling it over there, and it's denim. It's like legit denim, but like it's stretchy, like elastic feeling. That's the it's only way I weird. can explain it. Kind of weird, but who knows? Maybe I'll try them on, and that'll be the only thing I ever wear again. Oh, just man, jeans, I'm no bent- shirt, no nothing, just those jeans. I'm doing a lot more crouching than I used to. <laughs> I don't tell you that much. <laughs> you sound like athletic. Like I'm thinking. Oh, I don't want to say anything, but. I never really think Robin athletic like in the same sentence. I don't think I've ever thought that, but uh, you know, it's done wonders for my crouching game. Start start running or like you said, you know, tie bow or something. And oh, that's cool. Tie bow. I'm gonna throw some kicks. Billy, Billy, Billy Blanks, Billy Banks, Banks was that Billy? I think it's Blanks. Tie bow. I don't know. 
Right. Well, uh, next week we'll check in with our resident <laughs> fitness expert, Misty Bennett, who will be joining us, and we'll find out if Billy, first of all, if it's Billy Blanks or Billy Banks, <laughs> and if typo is still a thing. Um, I guess we talk about the next episode a little bit, right? I mean, are we done talking fashion, or is the fashion segment over for this? Week? Well, I mean, you brought up you brought up hammer pants, <laughs> I know I did. so you kicked that door wide open for me. Listen, when you have fifteen text testicles, that's what you have to wear. Just ask Christopher <laughs> Boland or whatever his name. I closed the link, but yeah. Just ask that guy. Yeah. That's what he's rocking. Christopher Boland, if you're listening, go to Old Navy. Get yourself some athletic athlete. I don't remember what they're called. Um, style jeans. <laughs> For that. Oh, <sighs> Billiard rack. I think Old Navy may have just rescinded their uh, their, their sponsorship for, for this podcast. Because uh, clearly that's the only explanation for that story you told us that Old Navy is funneling you cash to talk about those pants. Um, uh, all right. Next week um, will be our uh, our second um, this year uh, Patreon picked book. And we're going to be reading, I think I mentioned last episode, American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis. Uh, Rob, have you looked yeah. into this yet? I have not. All right. So I'm, uh, I think I read half of this book, but I mean, we're talking probably like 15, 20 years ago. So it's a lot longer than I remember it. Um, I will say that so far so good. I'm only about 15% in and I have like a vague recollection. Like I was like, I think these guys go to like a restaurant and then a bar. And then of course, soon after that, they go to a restaurant and a bar, but I don't really remember much of anything. I, I understand the main character is a serial killer. I think everybody knows that. Um, so far, so good, but we're going to be talking about that. We're going to have Misty Bennett on. We're going to be talking about Tybo. Now I know we're going to be talking about Tybo, yeah. so I'll have to make a note about that to remind to ask her about that. Um, yeah, dude, I watched... You've seen the movie, though. I have not, because I always meant to finish reading the book. Wow. All right. I have at least... I've seen the movie a couple times. I almost actually bought it the other day, because it was like five bucks on iTunes. Um... But then I, I didn't for some reason. And I was going to watch it and then read the book again. I mean, watch it again and then read the book because I haven't read the book yet. Uh, I didn't do any of that. And I think I just started watching Justified instead. Um, <laughs> and I will say, I have not read anything by Brett Easton Ellis. I'm going to say that right now. I did read Less Than Zero, although I did not finish American Psycho. I did read Less Than Zero. And then I read something else by him right around that time frame. Uh, and, and they were okay. They were okay. So um, we'll see where we're at with the with that. But that's going to be our uh, our next episode. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we're going to have Misty on like two of four episodes because she's going to be back for the holiday um, extravaganza, which uh, the Christmas yeah. episode, which will be coming up uh, shortly thereafter. As we're already, I mean, by the time people are listening to this, it's almost December. So it's coming up. Yeah, quickly. my God. Do you know what, the, have, you, have you figured out what you're doing for the Christmas gift exchange? Have you figured out what the gifts are that you're going to be sending out? No, but that really needs to get locked down. Um, I have a couple ideas. I just haven't, I haven't landed. I have what I haven't decided is: do I want to do something funny, or do I want to do something that's like thoughtful, or do I want to do both? So yeah, my I guess the general answer is no. But I've got some thoughts. What about you? Pretty sure I have yours done. Mm. And then I was pretty sure that I had Jesse's done, but I'm rescinding that now. So. I, 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 without giving anything away, I had 
the opportunity to make an impulse purchase that the first thing I thought about was, oh, this would be a great gift for Jesse. Thinking that it was probably a little more special or I don't know, like rare. I don't, I don't know exactly the, the right way to, to phrase it. I found out it wasn't. Mm. You know what I mean? So now I'm, now I'm kind of rethinking my, my uh, Jesse gift. And then Misty, I've got no fucking idea. So maybe next week during the course <laughs> of uh, talking to her for an hour plus, I'll come up with something. You're, you're going to be mining for, for yeah, ideas. Dude. So we do a Secret Santa uh, thing at work every year. And uh, mm-hmm. this is uh, th- this time I, I got someone I, I know um, virtually nothing about. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to get some practice in doing uh, doing exactly that. Like, and my secret Santa thing at work, I try. So, I, I try to follow the rules, which are like you don't share who you have with anybody. I've broken those rules in the past, but I'm trying to be really good. So I'm trying not to like ask other people for input. So we're gonna see mm-hmm. how, this, uh, how this turns out. Dude, just go around and asking everybody about something for everybody, and then no one will know who's your actual secret Santa. Oh, that's a good point. Boom. That is a good point. My so at my job, it seems like every year there's a secret Santa thing, but like each job title, like group who has this job title, kind of does their own internal thing. And I've never been in a group that you know, that, that does it. So I'm always watching everybody else give each other gifts and I've never been like, Aww. I've been there six years, never been a part of one. So, so let me just on the outside looking in, right. The scheduling department isn't going to be doing their own. <laughs> is that accurate? You've got that. I guess I'm going to get my, just... <laughs> I don't know if I ever said that was me or not, but anyway, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I am a department of one, so I could just give myself something. That's what you should do, but you should make yeah. a really big production out of it so everyone else feels like <laughs> shit for not including you in theirs. As a matter of fact, what you should do is get yourself like five gifts and make sure that you're kind of around what every <laughs> other area is doing. So you'll be like, oh, you know what? We in my department did something like that too, and like pull out this gift from yourself and like unwrap it and then make them feel like this is what I would do. And this is why I don't have any friends at work. I love it. I'm going to do that. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be coming up. And then uh, one other note, one other note, um, a a congratulations is in order. So a friend of the podcast, Michael Wilson, who is the uh, showrunner over at the, this is horror website. um, Also the, uh, the host of the, this is horror podcast alongside Bob Pastorella um, had a, had a, a, an announcement that he made just, uh, just a couple of days ago cryptically very cryptically can i tell you that i love the long play so it took him i think it was like six weeks yeah. to hide a message in his twitter feed um which is much harder to look at i don't know i went on because i was like all right let me see what his twitter feed is and then it's hard because if he like re- replied to somebody like i had to skip those right yeah but uh he's uh he's gonna be a dad yeah so uh, congratulations, Michael Wilson. I, I think that's uh, I think that's fantastic, and uh, I know I'm very excited for you. I don't know if Rob's really excited for you. Rob doesn't know who Paw Patrol is or Sophia the First or any of that, so I don't know what Rob's level of excitement is. But I'm excited for you, buddy. Yeah, if you need any tips on on having a good tea party, Livius is here for you. That's, that's um, Can I tell you those were Hello Kitty teacups? I believe it. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted you to know those those are good teacups to to use for a tea party if you're going to have one. 
take notes, Michael David Wilson. Um, I was, I will say, I was, um, I was, uh, when I was at my mother's house the other night, um, my, my two and a half year old niece was there and, um, I don't know. I was around a child. I didn't really do much direct interacting you made her watch with her. Made her watch football. Um, she was really, she didn't have a nap at all. And it was like probably like six or seven o'clock when I showed up. So she was like, she was going into that weird, like child meltdown where like everything got her angry and, you know, even the things she wanted got her angry. So it was a really weird, it was a weird situation. Uh, To be fair, you take a lot of naps. So you probably had a nap already that day. Oh yeah. Nothing made me angry because I'd had my nap. I was like, see, you should learn from my example, girl. <laughs> so anyway, congratulations, Michael. Uh very excited for you. I don't know how that's gonna work with um because he's a we were talking about this a little bit off off the podcast, but it's just coming back around to me and it's just weird. Because he's a, a citizen of England, living in Japan, and I think his wife is also a citizen of England, right? I, I believe so. I'm not sure, but I, I think that's the case. So what what citizenship does this baby have? Yeah, I think I it's know. dual. I think well, and that's the whole thing. I think that varies by country. I don't know that there's a hard and fast like universal rule. Like if you know, if you're right. you have a baby on Mars, is the baby Martian, and you know, I don't know, whatever American. I'm not sure how that works. So, um, it, although if we know, and Michael Wilson might be listening right now and freaking out because he doesn't know the answer either. <laughs> so <we> just <laughs> send him scurrying to a computer um, to find out. I don't know. His daughter's gonna. His daughter's gonna be like um, Tom Hanks in that one movie where he's like in an airport and his country ceases to exist. <laughs> that was not a bad movie, by the way. I did see that one. What's it called? Uh, I think it was called Terminal, Terminal or something. Right. The Terminal. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't see it, but that's all. I always think about that when anybody starts talking about, um, you know, where you, where you come from. <laughs> I don't know. That's so amusing to me. Um, I will say that, uh, you know, Michael, if you need podcast godparents, you know, Rob and I are probably available. Pod parents? Pod parents. That sounds weird. Kind of like does. pod people. All right. It's kind of weird. We'll stick with Do pod- we know why it's called a podcast? Is it is that just from iPod or did yeah. iPod take its name from? No, it's because um, the original um, intended use of podcasts was to play on an iPod. Got it. Okay. So podcasts were named after iPod. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good to know. I don't know if that's good to know. I don't know how that's going to help me in life. I don't know if I'm ever going to be on who wants to be a millionaire and that's going to come up. <laughs> well, let's uh, just hope that um, the guy, Billy Blanks, isn't one of the questions. <laughs> yeah, okay. There's a lot of questions they probably shouldn't have <laughs> on that, on that podcast or on that Jesus Christ on that game show. If I'm ever on it, I will say I do knock down a mean wheel of fortune though. Yeah. You can figure out those I, words. I, I feel that if I didn't run into, you know, terrible bad luck with the wheel, that I probably have like a 90% chance of winning every episode of Wheel of Fortune I've ever watched. Oh. Yet you've never tried to be on it that I'm aware of. You know, the problem is, is so I, I tried to be, I went to an audition for a game show many, many years ago. And the thing that they look for in game show contestants is enthusiasm. <laughs> All right. You don't have to go any further. So I, I went and auditioned. God, it's got to be 20 plus years ago. 
Do you remember a computer game? And, and I think eventually it did get made into a TV show. When I auditioned, it wasn't yet a TV show. Um, do you remember the computer video game You Don't Know Jack? Yeah, I remember um, seeing it. I never played it. Uh, great um, trivia game, uh, kind of along the lines of who, who wants to be a millionaire, like a question and then choices that you make, but then, you know, really funny Mm-hmm. You know, kind of funny answers, and then the game show host kind of makes fun of you and stuff. So it was a lot of fun to play back on my like Windows ninety five computer. Um, owned several of those, and there was uh, talk about it becoming a TV show. And they had auditions in Chicago, and I went, and um, I did not get a call back. But they did coach us on being smiley and enthusiastic and friendly, and I was just me. So I, I yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, he knows Jack, but yeah, he's boring. Yeah. Um, I couldn't win Jeopardy, but I have the right demeanor for that show. Like, I'd have to come up with some, like, really boring story. Do you watch Jeopardy at all? Um, not in a long time, but I basically, yeah, I'm very good at Jeopardy. Yeah, they are. Uh, I'm really good at the first round of Jeopardy, and then the second round, I kind of <laughs> I kind of fold. I'm no, I'm no Ken Jennings, but um, I'm good at Jeopardy. Although, I don't think I've ever gotten a final Jeopardy question right. I can just rock the shit out of the first and second round. Final Jeopardy, I'm always clueless. I know what you mean. I think I've gotten like two and have been super excited. Like, like that's <laughs> it. Like, I actually won. Like, I actually won something by knowing those questions. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's a, yeah. I, my demeanor is okay for that. And then Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was another show where they had people with like zero um, outgoing personality. I'd be okay on that too. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to be on The prices Right anytime soon. No, no, I'm not. I can't believe Drew Carey. At any rate. Uh, I think that's it. I think that we uh, we over delivered on our on our promise of uh, just outliving the shortest episode ever. This will probably now go down as like the fifteenth shortest episode ever. Yeah. I, I think uh, you might be right. Anything else you <laughs> want to add before we uh, before we go? And uh, hey, go on. I got to read this American Psycho. I've only got a week left to do it. So no, I'm good. Um, check out our Patreon. Even a dollar gets you our uh, our spoiler talk, which we've been doing a lot of lately um and and some early access to the to the episodes and stuff and so definitely help us out there and uh come back next week for american psycho with extra special guest host misty bennett until then i'm livia snedden and i'm rob olson keep reading